Hi, this is Dave Olson. I'm the senior leader of Heartland Church located in Ankeny, Iowa. I hope the following message challenges, encourages, and ultimately changes you. Thanks for joining us. I don't know if a lot of you know our story, but we, we came to the, the Des Moines area in 2007, and we pastored a church, a Hispanic church, in downtown um, uh, Des Moines for um, six, seven years, and, um, and then we felt that the Lord was transferring out of, us out of there, and um, by a, it was a God thing, I met Pastor Dave, and, um, and this became our home church in, in our, our moment of transition from pastorship to, um, to being um, just coming and, and, and finding a refuge. Uh, we came to this, this house um, pretty battered by ministry. <laughs> And um, the prophetic, one of the prophetic works that Pastor Dave has had um, is that there's going to be broken eagles that came and landed in this house, be uh, restored here, and then sent back out. And those eagles were uh, pastors. And now I know that we, we are one of them. We, we received healing in this house. We received restoration. We uh, received wonderful and amazing relationships in this place that even to this day we have them. And it, it was all part of this, this, this house. And uh, Pastor Dave and Kathy, they are dear, dear uh, to our hearts. Uh, your pastor is my pastor, you know, and we're, we're still under the covering of Heartland, even in, in, in the Kiwani House of Prayer, because we are under this very house here as well. So it is a great privilege for me and honor to be in this house this morning. It's been a, a while since I've been here, but I'm excited to be here, and I'm happy and I'm joyful to see everybody, and just to be, have the, 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 the honor to share the word of the Lord this morning. And um, I'm, 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 I just greet everybody. The, uh, the um, Kiwani House of Prayer sends their greeting to this house and uh, with, with Thanksgiving coming in, we, we, we come to this place with that Thanksgiving for everything that this, heart, this place has given to us um, as a ministry and just as friendship and relationship. And so we just honor this house. We honor you guys. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we honor you guys. Um, Pastor Dave, uh, I communicate with Pastor Dave early this morning. He sends his greetings. He said, please send my greetings to the church and tell them that the Lord is moving marvelously and gloriously over there. So he wants you to know that. And I'm sure when he gets back, he's going he's gonna to share all about it. And I'm, I'm eager to hear myself of, of what all that God is doing throughout the nations. And, um, and so he sends his greetings uh, this morning. And um, it's, so, it's so good to see you, Kathy. Yes. Yes. Just to see everybody. I know there's some people, I, I'm, I'm looking throughout the crowd, just seeing some, some precious faces that, that, we, um, that we love so dearly and that we've, we've, we've known through the years. We haven't seen, but uh, I don't know if I'll get to, to say, say hello to her. I, ho- I hope I do, but, but if I don't, then I'm, I'm just saying hello right now. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody as we enter into that. And um, let's get into the world with... with uh, with that, okay? I want to speak this, this morning out of um, the book of John, the Gospel of John. And uh, 
this message that I'm, I'm going to speak about is a, is a message that I've, uh, man, it's been brewing in my heart for the better part of this year. And um, I just feel that we are in, in a, a crucial moment in our generation, in this generation that we are living in. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a message of, of, of taking heed and realizing what's before us, okay? It is, I think, um, history um, is, is awaiting the response of this generation right now. And that we are all part of this, of this, this moment in time. And um, so we need to take heed of, 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 of what the Spirit of the Lord is, is uh, showing and revealing in this moment. I think this young generation that we see here is a generation that's going to see some amazing things and some moves of God. But it, uh, us as adults take a crucial part in speaking into that, releasing them into their destinies, because we are all part of that destiny and that purposes of God. And we are, mo- we are in a critical moment in the time of history. And you know, God chooses the places and the times the man shall live. And this is the time and this is the moment that God has placed you in this time of history to change history. Yeah. So let's, let's look at uh, the gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6. And I know this is a, a well-known passage, but I, I just want to speak about this, uh, this, this portion. And when I read it, you, everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, we, we all know that passage. The scripture says this, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Let me read it one more time. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this moment right now. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for the awakening of a heart's that is, that is taking place in, in each and every one of us. Even those hearts that, that, that are just in limbo or just feeling like they're living. But God, right now in the spirit, we call awakening to every, every heart right now. God, that, that, that your purposes would be so clear for each and every one of us. That none of us are exempt of what you are doing right now in this moment. So we just welcome your direction. We welcome your truth. We welcome your ways. We welcome you as life in us. Because you are doing a mighty work in us, God. And I just pray and release the blessings of the Holy Spirit here in this place today. God, I pray that you would flow through me in what I can't say in words, that you would say it in the Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. It has been said that, that great times create weak people, and that weak people create terrible times, and that terrible times create strong people, and strong people create good times. And that is the cycle of life since sin entered the world. If you track back in th- throughout history, you'll see this cycle 
over and over and over again. That there's times where there is the cusp and everything is good and glorious, but those times create weak people that become lackadaisical. Is that a word? Oh, I just made, well, I just made it up. <laughs> and, and creates like a, a sense of just like, you just become complacent and, and apathy sets in. And those, that, that's, that, that stage will create a terrible time because there, there's no purpose of fighting because everything's supposed to be going good. And by the time people realize it, it's too late. And the terrible time has already been set in. And then in the terrible time, there is a generation that awakes and says, hey, we can't do this anymore. That, that stand up and say, it stops here and begin to fight in the terrible time. And that terrible times creates these strong people that stand up and say, enough's enough. And then in, in what happens in that strong people, that strong, that strong uh, uh, generation will create a good time. And then the cycle begins all over again. But I believe that God is raising up a generation that's going to break this cycle. And I believe that this is the generation that's going to break this cycle. That no longer will they, will they sit in the, in the terrible times, have to fight for something good. And in the good times, have to, have to have become so lazy or apathetic that, that it, it starts up again. I believe there's a generation that's arising that's going to be that constant Regardless of the good times or the bad times, but there's going to be a hunger for God regardless and they're going to perceive and continue to grow and push for the glory of God. You know that God is, it, 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 you know, we will never stop sensing, sensing or, 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 or receiving of God. There's no end to the release of God's goodness and his kingdom and his government, says the scripture. But there has to be a generation that says, enough's enough. We're, we, we are going to break the cycle. Man, and I just feel that this is a generation that's going to break that cycle. But we are, we are going to have to change some things because this mentality of this cycle that I'm talking about has been going on since the beginning of time, since sin entered the, the world we see this cycle over and over and over again. And I believe that Jesus shows us the way on how to break the cycle. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I don't believe that, that Jesus is, 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 a, is a, a glorious king that will sit and, and allow for this thing to happen. I believe his kingdom is a kingdom that's taken territory and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But uh, we have to be a generation, uh, there has to be a generation that arise and say, hey, how, how can we, this come, come to be? How can this come to pass? And I believe that, that John gives us a, a, a great insight in this. As we, as we read this passage we have to look at, at, at the writings of John. John was, was, is a man, and, and I don't know if, if, if you're aware that the Apostle John is the last writer of the New Testament. 
he, he's, he, out of the, the New Testament, he's, he's the one that writes the last writings of the New Testament. And, and you can say, well, of course, you know, he wrote, he wrote the book of Revelation. That's the last book of, of the Bible. And of course, he's the, he's the last writer of the book of Revelation or the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. And, and, but we have to understand that John also wrote the gospel of John and he wrote the epistles, the three epistles of, 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 of John. And you might say that maybe Revelation was the last writing of John, but in actuality, it was not the last writing of John. Actually, it was his first writing. Before he ever wrote the gospel, before he ever wrote the epistles, he wrote the book of Revelation. Sometimes we can have the concept that John died on the island of Patmos where he, 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 he writes the book of Revelation while he's in prison in this island. But actually he comes out of the, the, that, that imprisonment, out of that island, and, 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 and still writes other writings, which is the gospel. And it's, it's, we have to understand the importance of this because John has given us an insight here in this gospel and in his writings. You know, John, the, 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 the New Testament, the very first writing in the New Testament is the, uh, the, the, the letter of James. He, he writes that in about, and th these are approximate dates, but about 50 A.D., Okay, Jesus, just to kind of put it in perspective, Jesus dies roughly around 30, 33 AD. And so the first writing of the New Testament doesn't happen to, uh, you know, how mathematicians, you can give me some answers here, between 33 and 50, right, 17 years, <laughs> 17 years, he, he, he writes, he, the first writing of the New Testament happens. From 50 and in after 50, then we have all the writings of the New Testament until the book of Revelation, which is the first writing of, of, of John. And he, John writes the book of Revelation in the, in the year of 68 AD. So we have about 18 years where that New Testament is written between 50 and 68 AD to the book of Revelation, which is the last writings. And from that point we see that John writes the, the gospel and the epistles. And there's a, there's, a, there's a discussion between the scholars of when, who, what was written first. Was it the gospels or the epistles, his letters? And uh, yeah, not epistles, but the letters of, of, of John. If, if he wrote those first or he wrote the gospel, you know, there, some say he wrote the letters. The others say he wrote the gospel first. Doesn't really matter. What the point is here is, that he writes that in about 85 AD, 85 to the beginnings of the, the, the 90s AD. So there's, there's a period here where the, there's, there's a lot of years, and, and John is the one that outlives everybody and does not die by martyr, but he, he lives and dies a natural death. He's the longest living apostle to live and to write what he wrote. Why is this important? Is because, you know, John had, at, at, at the time that he writes the, the gospel of John, all the other writings of the New Testament were already in print. They were already circulating the churches. 
He had already been reading them. He had already been going through them. But something stirred up in him and, 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 and says, write the gospel. Write the letters. He was, he was reading the other writings of the New Testament but I believe that within him was saying, what is missing here? There is something that has to be contributed that I have to write. He is a man late in his, his years for him to say, I have to write something. He could have just like, he already wrote the, the, the book of Revelation. He had already seen and revealed the man Jesus. Because revelation, the first thing that it does is reveals a man, and it's the man Jesus. Secondly, it's, he, he, he writes about the things that are to pass. And we first see the book of Revelation and say, man, that, that book is scary. It's, I don't want to read that, you know, because of everything that's, that's, being, that's being shown, all the hardship that, that is going to happen. But that was not his first intention. His first intention was to reveal the man Jesus. Because if we don't get that part, then the, book, the rest of the book of Revelation is overwhelming by the, the terrible things. But if we can re, have the revelation of the man, Jesus, man, it doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter what we happen. What happens because we have the revelation of Jesus. And we know who Jesus is. And he is not a defeated king. He is a victorious king. He will rule and reign for all of eternity. But we have to get that through us because if not, we'd be overwhelmed by everything that happens in life. And so he writes, he writes his letter after reading, there's something missing here. There's something I have to write here. And he begins to write his gospels and his letters. But one of the, you know, we don't have time of obviously to get into the whole thing. But one of the things that we need to understand is that he begins to reveal Jesus through his writings like no other writer in the, in, in the, in the New Testament does. Something about the, the experience that he had of Jesus given, gave him insight for us to obtain what we have obtained now. You know, the gospel of John is, is even it, that it's a gospel, it's, a, it's not a synoptic gospel. You know, in, in, in the gospel of John, we don't see a lot of about... Uh, miracles or casting out devils we don't see much of that what we do see is the intimacy that one can have with this man jesus and there's something that's gonna that that will bring us victory and that we can overcome is the intimacy that we can have with jesus and so when we read uh 14 Six, where he says, where he, he writes, what we just read, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father but through me. Now, he writes this in remembrance of many years that, that Jesus spoke these words. But something about those words were engraved, were were. were were treasured in the heart, in the spirit of John, that after so many years, 60 plus years, he, he get, comes back and writes it down 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John, in his old age, reflects back and says, what has kept me persistent in my pursuit of Jesus is the intimacy that I'm able to have with him. And if there's something that's going to help us to overcome everything that we are, we, are, we, we are facing and how we can break the cycle is the intimacy that we, we can have with Jesus. No, nothing that we face can overcome the intimacy we have with Jesus. And right now, I believe that there is a crucial moment and there is a grace for us to enter into an intimate uh, relationship with Jesus like never before. You know, there's, there's men and women that have experienced great intimacy with, with God. And man, we applaud them and we, we, we say hooray for what, what they, they were able to accomplish with God. But now I believe that there is a generation that's arising that will experience not the individual intimacy, but the corporate intimacy with God through this. And when we, we look at that, it's, it's really saying, hey, I have a journey with God. When he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, what he is revealing is that there is a life that you have to live with intimacy with him. And as we look at this passage, we have to understand that what I'm speaking about is your journey with Jesus. Amen. Your journey with God. Your journey, your intimate moments with God yes. that matter. Amen. Yes. Your life matters for the generation and the moment in history that we are living. Your life matters. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, your life matters. Maybe somebody should come up with a, with a, a sticker, YLM. Your life matters. What you do and how you live matters. How I live matters. How I live matters for my generation. My life matters to this generation. My life matters to the people around me, the people that I do life with. How I live and how I, 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 I live in intimacy with God matters to those around me and the moment in history and time that we are living. It, they, it matters. It's not a small thing for us to, 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 to know that I have to have an intimate and I have to be intentional about my intimacy with God. My wife depends on it. My children, my grandchildren, my friends, my, my community, my city, my state, my nation, and the nation. It all boils down to you. It all comes down to you. Far be it from, from, from us being careless on our walk with God. We cannot be of those that live carelessly with God. Because the cycle will continue. Jesus, in this passage, John is writing, and let's, let's take a look at the, this, this whole, whole, whole uh, passage. 
about this journey that, um, that God is wanting to have with us. And a, a journey has a starting point and has an ending point. You're going somewhere. You're moving towards something. Your journey will determine your destination. You know, we can have goals. But you know, you will never rise to the level of your goal. You will always fall to the level of your system. You know, we can talk about going to heaven. But the goal, you will never rise. You will never get to the level of your goal. You always fall to the level of your system. And so we, we have to look at our day-to-day actions that will take us where we, where we want to go. It's what we do moment to moment that determines where we're going. Your journey will determine your destination. How you're living will determine where you're headed. Your journey is as important as your destination. Your journey will prepare you for your destination. What you do today is as important as where you're going. Standing strong in his presence is as important for where you are going. You know, we can always like think, oh yeah, I I gave my life to Jesus. I'm going to heaven. But your daily walk has to reveal where you're going. (laughs) And this generation is counting on each and every one of us living in in that manner. When we look at this passage from the very beginning on chapter 14, verse 1, let's just, let's, let's, let's. Get this passage in its context and just kind of glean a few things from this, from this, this, this portion. The passage says, do not let your heart be troubled. And he begins this passage just by saying that, do not let your heart be troubled. Why do you think he writes that? Because you will be troubled. Maybe... Some of us can find ourselves in, in a troubled state right now. But hear the words of the Lord this morning. Do not let your heart be troubled. The trouble can be going around you, but the, the, the trouble can't get in your heart. Once it gets into your heart, the trouble, the external trouble becomes an internal trouble. And he gives us a a, a, a a special revelation here says, yeah, the trouble can be going on, but don't be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Trouble, trouble can be happening. How many, how many know that trouble can be happening? 
Are we, are we living sometimes in, in a troubled state? But hear the words of the Lord that says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Stand in the troubled times, but don't let the troubled times stand in you. And he gives us an overarching uh, uh, truth here where he's telling us, hey, you're, you're greater than the trouble that you're living in. You are mightier than the trouble that, that is before you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And I just feel like someone here needs to hear that word this morning. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Also believe in me. It's, it's amazing that, that, that Jesus' word says, believe in God. Yeah, it's good to believe in God, but believing in God is not enough. Believe also in me. People could be like, whoa. You ask 90% of society, do you believe in God? What do you think your, the response is going to be? Yes. And what, what, what the word is telling us is that we can believe in God, but when he says, but also believe in me, that, that's a whole different realm because now it's not just a, a belief, now it's a lifestyle. Yes. Believe also in me. The moment that Jesus, that we believe in Jesus, our life changes. We can never be the same. We can, we can believe on a higher power. We can believe in God. We can, you know, and there's a lot of people. But Jesus is asking the question, but also believe in me. At the moment that you believe in me, your life will never be the same. And that's why John, in the very beginning, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. He came to the world, but the world did not receive him. But those that have received him have, have the blessing to be called children of God. At the moment that we believe in Jesus, we become children of him. And our life begins to reflect our heavenly father. I no longer live for me. Now I live through him. And so it, we, he doesn't adjust his life to mine. I adjust my life to his. And so every realm of my life begins to change according to his. And that is exactly what he is speaking about here when he continues to say, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go prepare a place for you. He's going to prepare a place for you. The worry is not about the place that is being prepared for us the question is, are we prepared for what he's prepared for us? Yeah. 
And our life with him is a preparation for what he has prepared for us. Because the, our journey will prepare us for where we're going. And that's what he is saying here. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you myself. And where I am, there you may also be. So he's going to prepare this place. But in the midst of all of this, he is saying, but I need you to be prepared for that. That is up ahead for you. Verse 4 says, and you know the way where I am going. And those were Jesus' words. And you know the way where I am going. How many would have been like, huh? Jesus saying, and you know where, the way where I'm, where I'm going. I would have been like, How is that? And we can, we can look at Thomas and be like, Thomas asked the obvious question that probably all of us would have asked or, or mentioned. He says this, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Because, you know, they, they ha- he, he had this, they had this mentality that it's a place where they are going, somewhere. But in reality, he was speaking about a reality that we will live in instead of a place where we are going. We must change from going somewhere into becoming something. It's not about going to heaven. It's about becoming and living in the reality of heaven. It's heaven on earth. Didn't Jesus, wasn't that Jesus' praying? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the coming of heaven is dependent on each and every one of us. And so here we sit with this reality. And he is saying, I am the truth. And this is the truth that we have to understand and be conscious of it of what's before us and I say that this is the generation like never before that's coming into this reality that there is teaching and there is the release of truth and there is the release of the spirits like never before for not just individuals but for a, 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 a generation to step into this reality I need you, you need me, let's do this together. Yeah. This, is, this is the generation that breaks the cycle of 
the good times, the bad times, the terrible times, and you know, all that in between. No, no, let's get a generation awakened that says we will not relent. In the good times, I'm gonna be hungry for God. In the good times, I will be hungry. I will maintain my hunger, my thirst for him. And in the bad times, I will not be overcome by the troubles around me. It, it, it's, it's irrelevant, the moments that we live in. It's the hunger that we have to have for his presence. And that is what Jesus is, 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 is talking about here, where he says, Jesus said to him, hey, Thomas, I am the way. You're looking for a way to get somewhere, but the way is already here. The way is already here. And how do we obtain and maintain ourselves in this way? It, 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 what he is talking about is saying in every moment, in every situation, wherever I present myself, what people will see is him in me. And that, I, that, that people would, be, would see Jesus and I don't even have to mention the name Jesus, but a reality is set in place that what lives in me will be released through me. And, and Jesus is wanting to live in us. He, he's, he's, he is faithful. He will not leave us nor forsake us. He's in this journey with us. And this journey is forming us more and more into him. So in every situation, every moment, what do people see? What, how do I act? How do I behave? It's Jesus living through me. And it begins in a personal level, like, man, I, I, I got to have Jesus in me. I can't live without that. I can live with a lot, with, with, without a lot of else but I cannot live without Jesus. Amen. And my system at root level, on a daily basis, my first objection, uh, not objection, right? Objective, there you go, thank you. My first objective is, thank you, is to get Jesus in my life. You know, it's going back to the basics, is man, I, I I, I have to make time for Jesus. I, gotta, I have to make time. I can, I, can, I can cut other things short. I, can't, I cannot cut short my time for Jesus. And, and you know, you, you, can, you can have your goal. I want to go to heaven. But you will never rise to the level of your goals. You will always fall to the level of your sins. What is, your, your, what is at root level what you're doing? And if, if, if we want Jesus, you got to make time for Jesus. And you know, we're, we're in all different types of schedules and, and all the busyness of life. But I'm, I'm here this morning to say, you got to make time for Jesus. Man, you, 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 you know, you got to make time for this word. 
You know, we're living in, in days where, you know, we like to hear, and I'm not talking bad about hearing, but man, we, we have to get into this word. You want to know Jesus, you have to know this word. This book is the most published book in the history. It is the most attacked book in the history. And it, it will not stop existing. This book has, has, has been tested through the, through the times and it is still here. There is countries that would die for, you, for them to have this, what we have today. That they, they, they long for just a page out of this. And it, we can throw it on our desks and not open it till Sunday. I have a problem with that. And if I have a problem with that, I think he has a problem with that. I'm, stuck. I'm talking for Jesus. I, I, I believe that this generation is a generation that's going to go back into this, in, into this book. And that we are going to be of the generations that are going to devour this book. That we will know it. And just not say, hey, I'm going to do this for a year. No, no, you're going to do it for a lifetime. For a lifetime. Let's, let's get out of this, like, let's have a goal for a year. No, no, no. Get in your head that I'm, this, this is who I, I, I am. This is who I am, have become. a person of the word. Because how do we know the way? He said that he's the way. Man, if, if, if I don't spend time in this, in this Bible, it's, it's very easy for me to get this weighed. <laughs> this is the way. Jesus said, how do we know Jesus? We know his word. You know, we, we, you know we're, we're in, in, in the, the streams that we, we, we exist and we live in is very prophetic words. And, you know, we, we live to hear from God. But I'm telling you this morning that you'll never know what he is saying until you know what he has said. And this is how we know what he, is, he has said. We have to make time for this. I don't care if you begin by five minutes, but if you stick to it, I'm telling you that those five minutes will become 30 minutes. And then... There'll be times where you're, you go to bed and say, oh, man, I didn't get into the word today. And jump out of bed and say, I got to spend time in this word. Yeah. And you, you, you can say, man, that's, that's pretty extreme. Okay, fine. But extreme moments require extreme measures. Amen. And we, we, we're not living in a time where we can just like, oh, be just like, oh let's see what happens. No, no. He, he is calling an army to be proactive to this. And so this word has to be part of our lives. He is the way and the truth and the life. Nobody goes to the Father. The destination is the Father. But what we have to understand is that how we get there 
is with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. You can't get there without Jesus. You got to have Jesus in it. He is the one that will walk with you. He's the one that will give you hope in hopeless situations. He's the one that will give you the thoughts that you need to have in the moments where thoughtlessness comes. He will give you the strength when you are weak. He will give you the direction of what to do in moments when you don't have direction. He will give you the peace where there is no peace. He will give you the healing that you need in the moments of healing, healing needed. He will give you restoration in the moments that things have been stolen from you. He will give you the joy in joyless situations. Jesus is with us. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help more people hear this message, you can get the word out by subscribing and sharing it on social media. If you'd like to support the ministries of Heartland Church, you can do so at heartlandchurchonline.com give.